of us have been exposed to many different models of church government. I would like to look today at four of the most common ones used in church history, and then I'd like to have a look what we as New Covenant Ministries International view as closest to what we can find in Scripture. Now, all models of church government have one thing in common, and that is that they all acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the head of the church and that God has ultimate authority over his church. But where they differ is where they consider what to be is the seat of authority within the local church and within local churches. So the first model I'd like to look at is what one can, re can refer to as the basic Episcopal model of church government. This can be represented by a triangle in pyramid form, more or less something like that. This model has ascending levels of leadership and authority. And finally, the highest level will end in a single person that has the highest authority over the structure and over the, the church model. There are often various titles that are associated with this model and the appointments and decisions that are made depending on the level of authority of the person making the decision. The emphasis in this model is on your level of authority, which allows you to operate and do certain things depending on where you are in the structure. And so you will find this model in many Pentecostal churches, many charismatic churches, and also in some of the traditional denominational churches as well. The second model I'd like to mention is what can be referred to as the basic congregational model. Now this can be represented by a triangle basically standing on one of its points, something like this. And in this model, the emphasis is that the authority rests with the local congregation itself. And there's great emphasis placed on the voice of the individual Christian in the church. It is characterized by democracy, and every member of the church then has a say in all the different affairs of the church. No individual or group within the church has final authority. The local church will then call and elect its own pastors, determine its own budget, and make all the major decisions as a congregation as a whole. The emphasis in this model is on the priesthood of all believers. And you'll find this model used in many Baptist congregations and congregationalist churches as well. The third model I'd like to mention is what can be referred to as a non-governmental model or a non-government model. This model can possibly be represented as a flat line. And these models deny that the church has any need of visible or defined human government. The emphasis here would be on the leading of the Holy Spirit. No human being is viewed here to have the authority to lead, but it's all about reliance on the Holy Spirit who will work in people and through people to direct and guide and steer the believers. And in church history, you will have found this applied in groups like the Plymouth Brethren and the Quakers. The fourth model of church government I'd like to look at is what I like to call the eldership governed model. Some refer to it as the Presbyterian model. And in this model, it can be represented as a triangle, as an arrowhead form, in an arrowhead formation, something like that. And in this model, authority is seen as seated in a team of elders within a local congregation. This team then functions on behalf of the congregation in all matters of authority and government. In this model, there's actually only one level of authority in the church, the eldership team, 
who then can appoint deacons, who will then carry out in delegated authority various tasks within the local congregation. So in this model we will find that there are various activities that function but the overall government resides in a team of elders. Within the eldership team there is an internal appointment of a team leader. This team leader operates within the team as a kind of a team captain but yet when the eldership team leads the church they lead it as a team as a whole and internally the leader of the team will direct the team and have authority within the team but ultimately it is a team of equals. Now in terms of New Covenant Ministries International as we consider the basic models that we've talked about our view as NCMI is that the eldership governed model aligns itself closest to our understanding of the New Testament scriptures on church government and also aligns itself closest with our understanding of the basic principles of leadership found in the scriptures. And I'd like to mention just a few of these principles that also indicate why we favour the eldership governed model and also why the other models are for us more difficult to align with scripture. So these principles, I'll mention just a few, include the fact that leadership in the New Testament we find is rooted in family. And in 1 Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and he explains that elders are to rule the affairs of the church and he uses the same word rule when he applies to a father ruling his household. So it is a, a rulership like a father in a household. Another principle we find regarding church government and leadership is that congregations are to be under the care of elders and the emphasis on under in other words there's an authority to shepherd and to care for the congregation in other words the congregation must submit under the authority of the elders we can read about this in Acts chapter 20. Also we find another principle that elders are not to lord it over their congregation in other words they do not have the rights to have an authoritarian style of leadership in their churches. But we read from 1 Peter chapter 5 in verse 1 to 3 that they are to be humble leaders, servant-hearted leaders. Another principle we find is that Peter also writes that leaders, elders are to lead by example. They are to be examples of proven character. They are to be examples of being full of the Holy Spirit and being full of faith. So in other words, they lead through their life testimony. A great comment to use on this is Paul's statement where he said, follow me as I follow Christ. And this aligns very nicely with the, with the, the arrowhead model as the church follows their leaders who lead them by example. Another principle is that elders are to be ordained into this by external translocal ministers. We read about this in Acts chapter 14 and verse 23. They are not self-appointed or internally appointed, but are appointed through the church's relationship with a translocal ministry team that they are in partnership with. Another principle we find is that every team in the Bible, including family, including even the Trinity, has a team leader. And so an eldership team, we believe, is something that is a unit but yet it is led by a team leader. Also in the New Testament we find 
that eldership is represented in plurality. In other words, elders are to govern together with others. We don't find a single elder governing a church in the New Testament. So having said all of these things, emphasizing that eldership governed model is one that we see aligns itself with the biblical and our biblical understanding of scripture, it is important to mention the greatest challenge to church government. And in my view, it's not based really on selecting just the model or anything like that, but it is based in the heart of the leader's own heart. And so with that in mind, you can have a constitution that emphasizes that perhaps you follow an eldership governed approach to leading your congregation. But if that is not instilled deep within your own heart, you're going to end up leading according to the conviction deep in your own heart in the end, no matter what model you might have on paper. It is therefore so important for a leader to deal with all manner of insecurity in their lives. If we are going to govern as servant-hearted leaders leading by example, we need to be convicted by the head of the church that he has called us to lead. And that will give us the security to then lead humbly without the need of authoritarian or dictator style leadership, nor the need of just being the servant of the congregation and trying to keep everybody happy. But we can lead like arrows, the tip of an arrow, going ahead of the congregation, leading with authority, yet leading with humility and leading by example. God bless you.